Namaste. Uh, hope you're all well. Um, obviously, I've been busy um, these last few weeks, um, basically because um, I'm the only person working at the Ironwell Foundation at the moment and on the Patreon site. Um, I was interviewing some volunteers um, during the last week or so, and uh, uh, things are going uh, great, actually. So um, I'm, I, I will have some help soon, um, but at the moment, it's just been me. Uh, what else has been happening? Um, I'm also going to do some bespoke yentras for some ironists who request it. And so that will be happening um, soon. Uh, next week, hopefully. Um, so I believe William and, and uh, a few others. But I'll, I'll do William's first, um, as he's a Patreon person. Um, and I'll do that as a podcast as well. So we, we can um, kill um, two birds with one stone. Such a bad phrase, but... But you know, you know what I mean. Um, what else is there? Uh, yeah, so I've been asked by the, um, the Ironwell Foundation elders and some high ironists, and also some um, many volunteers, not volunteers, uh, many ironists um, uh, around around the world, um, if I could um, do some reading readings of some ironist texts. And um, I'll, I'm going to choose the origin of the bell, um, primarily because it's... Um, you can actually download it now as we speak, and um, and it's been translated into English, and um, and it's been approved by the other ironist groups. So if I start um, reading in English other ironist texts with that approval, I might get into uh, some hot water or whatever the phrase is uh, into tr into trouble. Uh, uh, well, it's not it's not really much trouble if you're an ironist, but um, I might get. Um, frowned upon, which is uh, quite bad. Um, well, maybe not, but, but uh, I don't want to annoy anyone anyway. So I'll read The Origin of the Bell and um, over the next few weeks, and hopefully um, people will be able to download the podcast and keep it on them. I don't have a great reading voice, as you can probably tell, but um, um, it's good to maybe listen to, the, listen to it as, we're, as you're driving or or walking or jogging or whatever. Um, uh, it's nice to read the, the book itself, um, but some people don't have the time to do that, so um, that's why they've asked me to um, to step in. So um, I shall start it now, actually. Um, let's have a look. I have the, the pages up here. So I'll do this in a series of, um, how can I put it, um, a series of podcasts. I, I can't read the whole lot in, in one one sitting, it'll take too long and you'll probably fall asleep or something. <laughs> no, um, so I'll read it in snippets, maybe each chapter, maybe 10 chapters. We'll see how it goes. Um, and um, I'll stop blabbering and just uh, sort of get on with it. Okay. Um, yes. So this is the first part of the background. Okay, I'll begin now. Um, reading from the, the book which is also online if you want to look at it as well. And uh, I'll put a link in the description and, and all the other stuff that I've been shown how to do um, by the, the previous admins. Um, so anyway, enough waffling, let's, let's get on with it. Uh, okay, there are an innumerable number of tales concerning iron in the ancient scriptures from deeply written volumes detailing, detailing every aspect of his existence 
from um, to broad and poetic tales taken from the oral tradition Shu Tian. Um, that's the the oral tradition of Ionism. Shu Tian of Ionist philosophical discourse. He, uh, Murugan, saying, or Ion, is known by many names from the ancient past, such as the forest dweller, Murugan, which is his most famous name, uh, the lord of the hills, Malay Kilavan, Malay Kilavan, so I'll replace that, Murugan, lord of the hills, Malay Kilavan, and the god of war, Skanda, uh, etc. So, um, the forest dweller is Murugan, Lord of the Hills, Malay Kilavan, God of War, Skanda. So I'll just, I'll just repeat that just so people can understand what I'm saying. Different names, all the same person. So, um, each aspect of Iron has its own associated story, history, and mythology. In the spirit of true Hinduism, all stories are considered a greater part of the truth or many parts of the same universal truth. Um, or, or many parts of the same universal truth. There is one path, but many pebbles, and many paths that lead up the mountain summits. In this regard, we represent one incarnation of iron and the story of how, iron, how the ironist incarnation of Murugan gained his veil or spear. So um, I'll read out the text as is, uh, but I'll, I'll also talk about it as well. So um, that, this is the background I'm reading, and, um, and basically we, it's just an introduction to, to how Murugan gained his veil or spear. Uh, uh, the veil is the name of a spear. You've seen the, the statues or the pictures of Murugan holding that. Um, so, and what this... The first paragraph is trying to say is that um, there are many stories about Murugan and all are equivalent. And so but this is just one fragment of that story that is quite, um, that showcases the ironist mindset to the wider public. Um, it has many things in it that um, ironists consider um, central truths. But um, there are other stories of Murugan and this isn't a replacement for that or we're not uh, saying this is the truth of this is the only truth. We're saying that there are many paths to Murugan and many other d different traditions. So not just Ionists, but other worshippers of Murugan from all over India, in fact. Um, so, um, and there are many pebbles on the path and many paths up the mountain. So they all sort of come to this central truth that we're all one. So um, let's have that at the back of your thoughts. So um, I'll continue reading. Um, firstly, though, a brief, a brief background on Hinduism for non-Hindus is required. In basic terminology, Brahman is the all-knowing and pervading one, a metaphysical being that is within, within everything and infinite, infinitely eternal. Out of Brahman emerged the trinity, Trimurti, of supreme beings. Brahma, so not to be confused with Brahman, Brahman is the, the all-knowing one, so there's the Trimurti, the the Trinity, there's Brahma, the Creator, so Brahma with that the N at the end, Brahma, Vishnu, the Preserver, which everyone knows, and obviously Shiva as well, the Destroyer. 
Um, obviously, ionists believe that Shiva is is the most is is, is the is the important one. But um, I'm not going to be sectarian here. I'm just I'll just continue on. Sorry. Um, the destruction of Shiva represents transformation of being, destruction of the ego self, as well as the final destruction of everything, and the inevitable remerging with Brahman. This is why in Ionism, Shiva is one of the more important deities. But that doesn't detract from Brahma or Vishnu either. So, but we're, I'll read that again. Shiva represents the transformation of being, which is basically what Ionism is about. The destruction of the ego self, as well as the final destruction of everything, and the inevitable re-merging with Brahman. So the whole point of Ionism is to join together with Brahman. And that's why Shiva is very important in that respect. Okay, I'll continue reading. So the third paragraph now. Parvati is the companion slash wife of Shiva, and in Hindu Ionism is the epitome of the mother of the mother goddess. Um, in the Ionist tradition, the goddess Parvati is part of the Tridevi, the feminine version of the Trimurti. Remember, in Hindu Ionism, that there, there is no real concepts of all distinctions between male or female. So let, let's rewind that for a second. There's no real concepts or distinctions between male or female. Um, they are just words or names to describe different aspects of the whole which can be divided into masculine and feminine, and also, as you know, can be divided into many other different um, subsets, all part of the whole, So, but just for simplicity's sake, masculine and feminine. Thus, Brahma, Vishnu and Shiva represent the Trimurti, and Saraswati, Lakshmi and Parvati represent the, tr the Tridevi, and all emerge from Brahman, and all are one. So, so the Trimurti is... Sarasvati, Lakshmi, and Parvati, and the masculine form is Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva. Um, if you want to know more about these plants, um, I'm sure you can just Wikipedia it or Google it, and you can find out more. Um, obviously, there's, you can talk to Ionis as well. You can, talk to, you can email the Ironwell Foundation, and I'll email you back. Um, I, I, it might take a time, obviously, but I, I do receive lots of emails. So, um, but, but just be patient. So, um, so remember that, all, that they all emerge from Brahman and they're all one. So there is no distinctions, just var variations that describe the holistic reality. So in this regard, Parvati represents Shiva's power and Shiva's force. She has many incarnations, such as Kali and Durga, and has been instrumental in defeating many Asuras, which are demons. So yeah, so as Shiva is important in Ionism, so is Parvati. That's what, I'm, that's what that paragraph is basically trying to sort of iterate here. So, um, Murugan Iron is said to be a form of Shiva and Parvati, or the merging of feminine and masculine to create a holistic being. So, this is, this is really important to understand. So, Murugan Iron is not the, just the son of Shiva and Parvati. He is actually the merging of feminine and masculine to create a holistic being. So in traditional Hindu thought, Murugan is a son of Shiva and Parvati, but the concept of Murugan in the in the Ionist philosophy is more complex. More complex, I don't know how to pronounce this in English, more complex. Um, Murugan is actually the merging of Shiva and Parvati to form a new metaphysical construct that compresses both aspects into one. So he is a trans transcending both Shiva and Parvati, and all and 
his goal, what his his goal, his job, <laughs> Ionism is to transcend Brahman himself, itself, sorry, itself, sorry. Um, but that's we'll get into that in a minute. So I'll re- I'll just re- 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 reiterate this point. Murugan Iron is a merging of feminine and masculine from Shiva and Parvati to create a new metaphysical construct that compresses both aspects into one and obviously creates something new, which is um, basically what I'm trying to say, you know. So in the next paragraph, I'll continue on. Um, in traditional Dravidian Hindu mythology and belief, Murugan Iron was created by Shiva's inner being or his third eye of wisdom, you know, as you know. Shiva's third eye was also transformed and harmonized by Parvati's pure aspect, and the equal combination of the two powerful forces gave birth to Murugan Iron. So I, I, I put it to my forehead just there, but if you're listening on the podcast, that's, uh, I'm pointing to, well, I mentioned Shiva's third eye, I put it to my forehead. So uh, let's, let's read that sentence again. So Shiva's third eye was also transformed and harmonized by Parvati's pure aspect. And the equal combination of the two powerful forces gave birth to Murugan, to Iron Murugan. I'm sorry, there's a buzzing sound happening now. <laughs> Ignore that. Um, I'm not sure what's going on there. Um, okay, so to simplify the wisdom so that it was accessible to the vast majority of people, it was also taught that Murugan, Iron Murugan was born from Shiva and Parvati, and that Parvati gifted Murugan the Vel spear. To destroy a powerful Ashura, Surapatman, who represents the ego self. This is true to a certain to a certain extent, but Ionis believed that the handing of the veil to Murugan by Parvati was not a simple act, but a narrative of profound depth that demonstrates the true nature of reality and the origin of our distant past and where we will come from. Also, as Ionis know, the destroyer of the ego self is Murugan, who represents the self. In other words, a part of the, of the self has to destroy oneself. Murugan, Iron, Surapadman represents the inner, intense, yet hidden or blocked wisdom of the gods that demonstrates total destruction of this universe, of the inner ego, and of all barriers to knowledge. Uh, and this is the, na- na- the narrative that, we'll, that we will present here. Um, so that's quite a long paragraph to digest. I'll, I'll actually read it again. Um, it's important what I'm trying to say here, or what the, the origin of the bell is trying to say in the background section, one of the last paragraphs of the, of the background. So in traditional Hindu, Dravidian Hindu mythology and belief, Murugan iron was created by Shiva's inner being or his third eye of wisdom. So as I put it in my forehead there, if you listen to the podcast, I'm putting my third eye of wisdom. So Shiva's third eye was also transformed and harmonized by Parvati's pure aspect and the equal combination of the two powerful forces gave birth to Murugan, Iron Murugan. So she was third eye, transformed and harmonized by Parvati and her pure aspect, and the combination of these two powerful forces gave birth to Murugan, Iron, or Iron Murugan, depending on your sort of stress on that. To simplify the wisdom so that it was accessible to the vast majority of people, of Hindu people, or ancient Indians, it was also taught that Iron Murugan was born from Shiva and Parvati, and Parvati gifted Murugan the veil, the spear, to destroy a powerful Shura called Surapadman, who represents the ego self. So uh, this is true to a certain extent. It's a simplification of the story that, that most people know. But Ionists believe that the handing of the veil to Murugan by Parvati 
was not a simple act, but a narrative of profound depth that demonstrates the true nature of reality and the origin of our distant past and where we are from. Um, also, as ironists know, the destroyer of the ego self is Murugan, so the destroyer of the ego is Murugan himself, who represents the self. So in other words, a part of the self has to destroy oneself to transcend oneself. That's the, that's the, that's the nature of the story. So the, the part I mean that again. So it's, uh, it's, um, it's, I'm reading it in English. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm thinking in, in, in reading irony and I'm reading it in English and it's like a circle. And so that's why I'm sort of, uh, I think it's, um, a funny change, it's a funny twist of words. A, a part of the self has to destroy oneself. Is is why I think it, it it's sort of it's sort of poetic in English, and also in Vidyanadi. But it, it, in English, it's, it's sort of it's nice. So yeah, I I, I recommend reading this translation of the Origin novel. There was one previously, uh, many many years ago, um, but the language was a bit um, how can I put it ancient, like using these and thys and the, the person tried to make it into sort of classical English and it just didn't read it very well. So this is a, a more modern translation and it's actually quite nice actually. Um, I did review some of it myself when I was um, as part of my volunteer duty. Um, so um, and I also helped translate some parts of it and, um, but um, it's it was gone backwards and forth from very many, very many people so it's actually quite nice. Um, so anyway, uh, let's carry on. So, the, the, yeah, the part of the self has to destroy oneself. That's how I, I always uh, I, I find that very nice in, in all languages. Um, so, Murugan Iron Surapadman represents the intense yet hidden or blocked wisdom of the gods that demonstrates total destruction of this universe, of the inner ego, and all barriers to knowledge. And this is an, the narrative that we, we will present here. Um, so, um, uh, please note, this is one of the tales documented in, documented in the ancient Ionis and Dravidian scriptures. And so there may be some nuances lost in the translation throughout the ages and between languages. So please allow yourself to immerse yourself in the overall wisdom rather than understand the concepts line by line. Well, hopefully when I'm reading to you, so I will try to explain the concepts line by line. So hopefully if you follow this podcast or the YouTube channel um, and you can put up with me, mumbling and grumbling <laughs> um i it might be quite nice um so uh well i lost my place now okay this in, this invocation of truth was said to have occurred fifty thousand years ago when in ironist tradition the boundary between the spiritual world and the human material world was very thin and it was a, it was a time when gods uh, devas demons asuras and other beings walked walked amongst us mortal humans there is also no beginning or end to the story, as is the ironist tradition, just the narration of how Murugan Iron achieved was granted the bell. So, um, so that's the background story. Um, um, I will read the next part, maybe next week. Um, I'll see how this goes down. Maybe they might ask me to redo it. I've, I've been uh, talking around it rather than reading it verbatim. Um, I don't think I could read it directly without commenting on it, to be honest. I'm so um, engrossed in the ionist uh, mindset that um, I, I, 
I, I want to comment or put my my own take on it, but I also have to sort of sit in my hands and and not try to change what they're what is said, what is being said here because I don't want to give my own sectarian viewpoints on various points. Um, so if I do come across as that, um, yeah, maybe there'll be another apology video being presented. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Um, so that's the end of the background, um, beginning of the end, as I say. Um, another funny t- t- uh, um, turn of words in English. Um, uh, beginning of the end of the beginning or something. Um, yeah, so um, so that's the end of the beginning, the end of the background, and I'll read some more next time. Um, so uh, I, I'll try to do these podcasts again a bit more regularly. Um, now that we're... I was sort of um, stumbled for a bit for the last few weeks as um, it was sort of all the things were handed to me in one fell swoop. But we are, I am get, getting some volunteers to, to re-help and rejoin and actually um, people who know what they're doing in terms of editing videos and publishing things. And I, I can just concentrate on um, the sort of the more spiritual side of things. So... Um, that's that, and I shall press the button to sign off, and hope to hope to speak to you um, soon. Thank, bye.